So what's the big problem with wealth creation? How do people like us, who didn't inherit a boatload of money, who are investing and building wealth from our own blood, sweat and tears, how do we invest in a way that gives us remarkable results and become financially free before retirement age? I don't know about you, but I am sick of hearing from wealth gurus and experts who don't walk their own talk and prescribe strategies that are a one-size-fits-all approach. For self-made people like you and me, I'm here to tell you that you don't need to be superhuman or already wealthy to reach financial freedom earlier than 65. This is the Alternative Investing Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I actually want to talk a little bit around a framework that I use to help people map out the semblance of what I call a one-page wealth plan to help people get clarity on how they're going to reach financial freedom over three to five years. Now, the fundamentals of this plan can be used universally, whether you're talking about a three to five-year plan or a longer plan. I like the three to five-year timeframe because it suits the timelines that my clients are looking to create that financial freedom piece, but I'm going to encourage you to listen to today's episode in the context of how could I take this kind of planning idea and use it in my life. One of my hugest frustrations, and I'm going to say this point blank, is the number of wealth professionals that put together these absolutely bullshit financial plans that are full of fluff. Those of you who know me well know that I'm a bit anti-fluff, but essentially what a lot of people do is they feel that if they're going to um, help people generate a wealth plan in order to make it look meaningful, they've got to add complexity, they've got to add in fluff, I would say, all of which is non-essential to helping you make better decisions and more designed to motivate you or push you down the path of investing in specific assets or products. So, you know, rant aside, what I really want to do is explain to you today that, you know, wealth building is not rocket science. And certainly you can get as detailed as you like about plans. You can certainly even, you know, I'm a huge advocate for forecasting different scenarios so that I can get a flavor of understanding what's possible for my future if I take certain decisions. But I think that, you know, regardless of whether you're 18 years old, just entering the workforce and you want to start building wealth, or, you know, you're in your 50s and you you are on the runway to some kind of retirement and you just want to understand how to bridge the gap, regardless of your situation, this concept of a one-page plan can be super useful. Certainly, you can flesh it out after that, but this will at least give you the nuts and bolts of what you need. So, just to give you some context, specifically in my world, I love this idea of taking a small percentage of your net worth and investing it into what I call alternative real estate assets. Now, these are investments that you go into predominantly because you are interested in cash flow and they give you a predictable income stream, a sustainable predictable income stream that you can rely on to generate as an alternative income stream to your active income. And the idea that I have is that if you can gradually take the small percentage of your current net worth, maybe add a little fuel from your active income, within a period of three to five years, you can completely change the trajectory of your income stream coming off your investments. So your passive income stream can go from typically what most people experience, which is very poor, somewhere between one and 3% at best net after all expenses. And you can push that up to around the eight to 12% mark. Now you can, you know, without even getting into any math now, you can understand that 
that if you're going to go from sort of 1%, maybe as high as 2 or 3% up to sort of, let's even say 10%, that is kind of like exponentially increasing your income in a very short space of time. And, and my experience with my clients is that by taking a small percentage of their net worth, putting it into these alternative assets, they can reach their financial objectives in a very short space of time and typically three to five years. The only reason it even takes that three to five years is because they want to dip their toe in, build their confidence and gradually create that exit ramp for themselves rather than just dumping a whole lot of capital into the market in one go. So the reason that this is a really important piece to understand is that often when I'm talking to people about, well, okay, what is it that you want? Where are you now? How are you planning to get there? Often from a timeline point of view, the typical goal sits somewhere, you know, 15 to 35 years into the future. So this idea that we're kind of playing with, which is how do we pull that back into the next five years is completely life altering. So that's the the framework that I just kind of want to put out there as the starting point for what I'm about to describe. So when we talk about the one page plan, really there are six key elements that it's really important for you to articulate, which will give you the, the framework to then decide, well, from here, this is what I intend to do. So the first thing you need to know is um, what I call is what is your INCOSI? Now, a lot of people are, you know, new to the podcast are asking, what is this INCOSI? Why, why are you using that word all the time? INCOSI is just simply a reference to what passive income is it that you desire? And INCOSI then is specifically what percentage of that goal have you achieved? Now, I came up with INCOSI. It is the Zulu word for tribal leader. And it's my opinion that we are endeavoring to create wealth in order to to be tribal leaders in our family, in our community, and have the influence that we want, to have the impact that we want, to be a leader. And so this INCOSI idea is really the number one piece. So the starting point is, what is the passive income stream? And I'm going to ask you to frame it from the perspective of baseline needs, not the pie in the sky dream, you know, the I want $10 million a year in passive income. If you were earning a certain dollar sum tomorrow that would cover your living expenses, that is life altering wealth. So if you can work out what that number is and then work out what percentage of that you've currently achieved, that is the starting point. So that's element number one. The second piece that you need to understand is what have I actually got right now and what percentage of that would I be prepared to invest in alternative real estate? So let's say, for example, you have a net worth of $5 million. You may decide that you are only prepared to invest 10% of your net worth into these alternative assets. Now, let's say five. 500,000 at 10 to 12% is going to obviously in year one will give you maybe $50,000 a year and maybe you allow that to compound. So within a very short space of time, you know, you might push that up past 80, 90,000 over that three to five year mark just by simply allowing you your returns to be compounded. And that's with adding no additional capital. So just going back to clarify that the question you're asking yourself is of my current assets of my current net worth, meaning assets minus liabilities, what percentage of that am I actually prepared to invest into these cash flowing opportunities? The third 
element is really about the buy when. So one of the failures of most modern day wealth plans is if you are coming into the workforce, for example, and you go and see um, a financial planner or some kind of wealth professional, because the vast majority of products and services that they can support you with are very limited, the timeline for achieving what you want is often, you know, a 30 to 45 year plan. There's just, there's no other option. And that's partly because they are capital assets, which create value in a rising market. They grow in value. And so as a result, your net worth grows and the hope is down the down the track, even if you've started off with negative cash flow, that you end up in a positive passive income state. So the buy when piece is really about turning this on its head and saying, look, I really want to achieve financial freedom in X number of years. Because if you can do that, to some degree, you can then start to reverse engineer, well, what kinds of assets am I going to need to invest in if I want to achieve that outcome? So that is the the next piece, the buy when. The fourth question is uh, an interesting one and certainly one that I'm kind of really pushing my current clients to reflect on, which is what is the point in time when you want to stop adding capital? So let me explain what I mean. Often I work with people who have some lump sum of capital that they want to invest. And, you know, for a short period of time, they're happy to contain their living expenses and set aside surplus out of their active income to fuel the investing. But at some point in time, they're going to stop doing that. They're going to say at this point in time, and that might be two years out, three years out, they don't add any more capital and they just allow the returns to compound. So again, this is a really important piece. When are you intending to stop adding any more capital and just allow your returns to compound? Then the next piece is, and I've already touched on this, is what fuel are you going to add or allocate from your active income each year? So in other words, if you are earning $250,000 a year and you know that you really only need $120,000 to cover your living expenses, are you prepared? to set aside a percentage of that surplus into your investing and the rest into debt reduction? Or are you going to put the whole lot into investing and you know just allow debt reduction to sit on the sidelines? So that's that decision. What is the fuel? You know, you can work out again, you know, what you're going to do with it, where it's going to go as a secondary thing, but what fuel are you going to use towards your investing on an annualized basis? And what can you commit to? And that's really important. So this is really important that the fuel fuel number be realistic. And then the final piece is really about what are the milestones you anticipate that will have a financial impact in your life over the next five years. So examples of this are you want to go on a sabbatical, you're going to have a new baby, maybe you're partway through a messy split and you know there's going to be a divorce. But what are the material milestones that you need to account for when you are working out your plan over the next five years? So I just want to recap those elements. The first one is what is your INCOSI? What is the passive income goal you have and what percentage have you achieved? Number two, what percentage 
of your overall current asset net worth, are you prepared to invest in something like alternative real estate deals versus other investment opportunities? The third is buy when. The fourth is when are you actually going to stop adding any new capital and just allow your returns to to compound? So for example, this might be a five-year plan for you, but you might decide at the end of year two, that's it. There's no more capital going into that. You've hit your percentage allocation and that's it. The next one, number five is what is the fuel that you are prepared to set aside on an annualized basis to either fuel your investing or reduce your debt? And the final one is what are the key milestones? Now, if you can account for those pieces of the puzzle, it then becomes very simple to create projections which give you a flavor of what's possible. Are you going to add any more property, local property into your portfolio? How much are you going to put into something like your alternative cash flowing investments? How much is going to go into debt reduction? And you can start to play with permutations. So what I'm doing with clients is giving them a flavor of lots of different combinations of outcomes and then letting them decide what is it that we want, which one of those scenarios feels like it's useful for us or comfortable for us. Because I can tell you now, it doesn't have to be this super complex projection. It can be a back of an envelope type thing. But if you know, for example, that you are over leveraged and you need to focus on bringing that down, if the market is uncertain, you're not sure you're going to get that capital growth, then maybe it does in those circumstances make sense for you to allocate some capital towards debt reduction. You know, so this is about looking at opportunities and vulnerabilities in the context of your goals and your risk profile and and who you what you actually want to achieve. So guys, this is pretty much as much as I would want to cover today, but I guess what I'm really trying to say to you is that your wealth plan is not necessarily a 50-page document. You know, I've certainly created wealth plans that are very meaty in the past, but what I would say to you is just start with a one-page plan. And if you can map out those six elements, you're going to be at least a starting point to begin the idea of fleshing out how do you kind of make decisions each quarter in 2023 or each quarter next year and put yourself in a situation where you're making investment decisions on the front foot rather than having the situation where you find yourself with a whole lot of capital and then you let money burn a hole in your pocket and you just, just don't know what to do with it. Anyway, guys, I hope you have an awesome break. I hope you have uh, lots of time to refresh, but above all, I hope you have time to reflect. You know, I think too many of us live our lives super busy and we just don't give ourselves those gaps to reflect on what it is we want and whether we're heading in the right direction. Till next time, take care. You've been listening to the Alternative Investing Podcast. If you're feeling frustrated that despite doing everything right in the property investing playbook and you're no closer to financial freedom, then head on over to inkosiwealth.com to learn more about how you can use alternative investments to catapult your investing income and blend strategies to shave decades off your timeline to financial freedom. See you on the next episode.